my name is Ali and I'm the founder of She Mentors, a membership site and events company that connect women in business with mentors, experts and peers. Today I chat with Gemma Lloyd, the co-founder of Work180, a jobs platform with a difference. So this is really interesting. Work180 actually publish information around employers' pay equity, flexible working policies, parental leave. So you can test them out before you even apply for a job. So for lots of women out there, this is a really good resource because you can do your homework and see which companies support diversity and equality. Now, both Gemma and I are currently pregnant, which naturally steers us in the direction of talking about paid parental leave. So not just maternity leave, which is obviously just for women, but why it's important for men and same-sex couples to also have this kind of support. So we discuss lots of really important issues such as flexible working, the gender pay gap, return to work policies, how to broach the subject of maternity with your employer. And we also take a look at which Australian companies are doing really incredible things in this space to help support equality. So there's loads of really interesting insights that Gemma brings to the table based on her knowledge. Uh, So I can't wait to share this one with you. Gemma, thank you so much for being on the She Mentors podcast. For those people who maybe aren't familiar with you, do you want to start with a little intro about yourself and Work180? Sure. Um, so I am the CEO or co-CEO and co-founder of Work180. Uh, my co-founder's name is Valeria. And uh, Work180 is an international job platform, um, but we our difference is we pre-screen employers on their policies and initiatives around supporting women. And if they meet a minimum benchmark, those employers can actually join the platform. Um, but moreover than that, uh, we actually make all of their policies and information transparent. So it's a, essentially a directory where women can, can do their research on what employers can offer them. That's amazing. Um, and I've actually been on your website. And also, Gemma, you've spoken at a She Mentors event before as well, haven't you? I have. um, How has that evolved from even just last year when I saw you? How has the company evolved since the beginning? Wow. Yeah. So we've, so we started in uh, 2015, we launched in February, 2015. So we're about four years old now. And um, the evolution has been absolutely huge. And I remember even starting Work 180 and we had the criteria process going to employers and saying, join our platform, but only if you meet this benchmark. They were like, who are you? (laughs) You know, why would I give you my policies? You know, so um, what we had to do is have something much lighter, touch back then but over the four years I guess the biggest evolution that we have is really that power in the market for employers to um to show us their policies but moreover than that they're actually improving their policies because what we have is benchmarking information that what other companies are doing industry and company size so it's actually driving a lot of social change um in the last year um I guess the biggest changes have been our launch into the UK um, which is exciting. And uh, we also uh, raised our first round of capital um, in sort of March of 2018, uh, which allowed us to expand our team. So we tripled in company size and, um, and launched internationally. Wow, that's amazing. That's a Thank huge you. in just four years. Um, with the policies, just quickly outline what kind of things are they, those policies that you look for? with businesses and companies on your platform? 
Yeah, so we have to go through about 35 questions with employers. So uh, it's reasonably extensive, but the main things that we want to see are things like paid parental leave, um, open to talking about flexible working, um, a focus on pay equity and professional development. Um, but in addition to those things, we even get down to does the company have breastfeeding facilities available or do they have domestic violence policies, for instance. Um, Some employers on our side will also disclose their employee engagement survey scores and staff turnover. Um, So, yeah, we get, you know, the, the more, the bigger that we get, the more information that we're we're being handed. And I guess companies are realising more and more that, it's actually not about being perfect. It's about being honest and it's about being transparent with what they have. And when you started it, what made you think, do you know what, we need to have a platform on here that, you know, for employers to advertise to women, like what made you start it? Yeah, sure. So I spent 10 years working in the tech sector and um, in that time, I work for what I refer to now as these archaic boys club environments. Um, but I actually didn't know when I was younger, I didn't know any different, you know, and thought this is just what the workplace is like. Um, then I joined one amazing company, which is actually one of our endorsed employers now called Redify. And um, they were software engineering. They had a gender balanced workforce. They were culturally diverse, age diverse. And it was just an amazing place to work. Um, and then I left there for a reason no one ever should for more money and found myself back in a boys club and thought, oh no, what have I done? And then the inspiration sort of hit me to um, create an organisation where women could actually do their research before applying for a job. Mm. And how many companies did you get on there initially? We started off with five companies initially and um, so what we did because, yeah, it was no one knew who we were, as I mentioned. So, you know, we started off with five and I think we had Origin Energy and Minta Ellison and a, and a couple of others on board at that time. And um, within a very short time, actually, I think it was in two months of launching, there's a tech company called ThoughtWorks, but they hired a female business analyst through us who actually did a tweet saying, thank you so much, Work180, I've just found my dream job because of you. And that was an amazing moment because we're like, yes, what we're doing is working. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, now we've got, you know, over 100 employers on the platform, thousands of jobs um, but we don't want to be everything to everyone. We're, we're, the exclus- we're exclusive in, in who we let on board, I guess. So do you turn companies away? Yes. Yes, we do. Um, typically, it's around 10% of companies that apply to advertise with us don't meet the benchmarks. Um, but the best thing is about that is you know, companies really appreciate actually knowing where they stand. And the we've got a whole heap of examples where companies didn't meet the benchmarks initially and then they've come back to us sometimes really quickly with things just changed and implemented and sometimes it might be sort of six months later. Um, oh. Yeah, but Kinetic, uh, a defence company, we they didn't meet our benchmark at first but then they increased their parental leave from four to 16 weeks um, became a pay equity ambassador, implemented flexible work policy and removed the minimum tenure to take parental leave so you could actually start pregnant and then take wow. their leave straight away. Yeah, which wow. you and I would appreciate 
yeah. given yeah. our circumstances. So our yeah. circumstances. <laughs> but I just close things. I'm like, maybe you don't want that to be known on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine to be known on the podcast. So Gemma is pregnant and I'm currently pregnant as well. <laughs> there you go, spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, no, that's fine. And actually it is so important. Like because of my situation now, I've been talking to a lot of women who have struggled with this exact thing, which is like, should I ask for a promotion now I'm pregnant? Should I move jobs? Like I want to Everyone seems to have like a real fear around being pregnant and applying for jobs or asking for pay rises. And that's why it's really great to speak to someone like you who is working with employers that are actually taking active measures to get there because this really holds women back, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's... I'm not surprised that a lot of women are nervous, um, you know, when this when they're planning a family or when they fall pregnant because... The reality is that there are employers out there that do discriminate um, or are very, very difficult to speak to if you're in that circumstance. And um, even, funnily enough, when I fell pregnant, um, I was incredibly nervous about telling my investors that that I had fallen pregnant mm-hmm. and um, had a few sleepless nights and then, you know, obviously I told them and they were like, congratulations, that's amazing. You know, and I'm like, why did I worry about this? They're supportive. They believe in what we're doing. And employers are like that as well. So there's a couple of examples. HSBC actually uh, is one that springs to mind. They hired a woman who was eight months pregnant. So, I mean, they're out there and they're actively, these companies act, because at the end of the day, you know, they don't want to, Work 180, we have no minimum tenure. So you join us pregnant, you can take it straight away. The reason why, we don't want to lose really good talent because, because someone's pregnant and make them say, well, you need to work with us for at least a year or two years before you can take any, any leave. It's fantastic that your investors um, said that. So congratulations. <laughs> it's really amazing. But I think a lot of women don't get that. Like how, would you have advice on like how to break that conversation with your with your boss and also like what can employers do to kind of support you through that process? Mm. Well, the first thing is um, to try to understand what your company's policies are and the support that they have in place, because you might actually be wrong in what your perception is around their support. Um, And that might simply be because the company just doesn't talk about it, but they might actually have some really good things in place. So try where you can to do your research um, if your employer has a page on our site, it will tell you all of the information that they actually have, even if they don't have it um, on their intranet internally. Um, so once you've done your research, you sort of know then, I guess, where you stand. And then I think it's important when you're having a conversation to, I mean, hopefully you have a really supportive manager. Um, but the reality is legally they can't discriminate against you. So you have to, you know, um, I think, Broach it as, try to broach it as early as you can if you do have a supportive manager. Um, if you don't, I mean, that's that's very, very tricky and you should try and raise it, I guess, with potentially HR. But sometimes in a company, I mean, HR aren't even supportive. Like, that's actually the sad reality of bad companies um, mm. and it can be very difficult. Good companies will have paid parental leave programs, Uh, sorry, paid parental leave, they'll have keep in touch programs. So what that means is, you know, once when you go on parental leave, 
there is someone there regularly keeping you updated with progress within the company, within your team, so that when you go back into the workforce, you don't feel like you're completely out of it. Some companies also have, you know, parents groups where it, like BHP has a parent group, people on leave and also people with young kids get together and network together and have that support network around them. Um, I love that. That's great. It, it's, it's really, it's really good. That was actually started not by HR, by an employee who, you know, had a, had a baby and said, I want to do this. And now it's company wide. Um, and the other thing is, I mean, there's obviously flexible working. So transaction, transitioning back into the workforce. So having a look, seeing what your company's yeah. flex work policy is and such. Um, the other thing to keep in mind too, because we're speaking a lot about, I guess, women taking the parental leave, but it's also something that's for men as well, you know, um, or LGBTI couples as well. I mean, is your parental leave gender neutral? Um, what's a secondary care leave? Um, typically, on average, it's two weeks for men. I find that sad, you know, that men only get to have two weeks off. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have at Work 180, we have six weeks Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So my partner works at zero and I think he gets two weeks. Two weeks. Do you know what? Actually, on Work 180 site, the average is two weeks. Um, but across Australia, in on the average, it's much less than that. Zero is actually a very good company and they have really good support for flexible working mm. as well. Yeah, they're good. And I think the flexible working thing is really key for gender equality in the workplace as well. Is it possible to kind of broach that conversation with your managers and with your team and talk to them about the benefits of flexible working? So I feel like a lot of companies lose good talent because they don't have that there. Definitely. Actually, um, what you can do is you can go onto the Work 180 website and do a HR health check that's free Mm-hmm. and they'll actually benchmark your company against other organisations. And the other thing is too, you know, we often hear, well, we're a small business, yada, 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 but we work with companies with five people in them, you know, mm-hmm. and the reason why small businesses still need these things in place is because still um, retaining and attracting talent is the most important thing a business can have. The most important thing in your company is its people treat your people well and they will you know, give it, give it back and, you know, um, give it back to you. And um, so with things like paid parental leave and such, it is going to be more cost effective for an employer to give you paid parental leave than it is for an employer to leave because they want to go somewhere where they're financially supported and then recruit, train, train up a new, a new staff member. Mm. So it actually makes financial sense. And we, do, we you don't have to have, you know, 18 weeks paid parental leave at full pay or anything like that. It can be six weeks, you know, just a top up from the government um, mm. is enough to show that, that an employee is supported. Mm. And what do you think about returning to work? The flexible working there, but is it possible for companies to sort of offer like a couple of days in the office and then a gradual increase in the amount of time spent at work? Because I've, again, been speaking to lots of women in the community and lots of them have said, do you know what, they've either said you come back in your full-time role or you don't come back or there isn't a job for you. Or they say, yeah, yeah, come back in four days a week, three days a week, but the workload is still five days a week. So those people are going back in and feeling like I can't handle this and then they make a decision to leave. 
Yes, I I mean, we do like Caltex, for instance, you know, that I know that um, when they implemented their gradual return to work, so it was like two days or three days, as you were mentioning, their retention or after people uh, took mat leave retention just skyrocketed. It's, you know, in, I think it might have been 99, 100% wow. of retention. So, you know, your cost savings there in terms of recruitment. But if, I mean, it is difficult because it could be a manager that might be a blocker rather than the organisation. Mm-hmm. If it is a manager, then you need to, you know, try to do the research on what the company's policies are or their people in other departments. But the other thing is too, I mean, a lot of the time, I guess if you're a manager and you are uneducated in how you may manage this and your organisation hasn't trained you, it, you could have a lot of nervousness around, well, I actually don't know how this is going to work either. Like mm-hmm. I would love to give you that, but someone help me. Like what do I do? So the good companies actually train their managers on how to support people when they're, you know, in this, in this phase as yeah. well. Yeah, if there was a bit more education with managers to ask for help or to get more training or to even just to ask whoever it is sitting above them to consider these other factors, I think that would make a huge difference. Absolutely. You know, um, we we also run like HR roundtables for HR people to share information like this because one of the key pieces that companies often leave out is the manager it's, you have the policy, but then have you trained the manager on how that would actually work? Mm. And it might be it might be really simple how it works, but it's not that. It's like a bit of fear of the unknown. Yeah, and I think it's really great. That's why you've got your platform, Work 180, so that people can actually do the research. And Because it's even like when you're interviewing for a job, you don't know what their maternity policies are and you're not going to ask for it in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you can source that information, I think, outside of the interview process, that's, that's more ideal. Um, but in terms of um, when you're in the interview, I, think, I don't think there's anything wrong around can you share with me what your organisation benefits and policies are? Yeah. Um, and you can frame it in a way that isn't, so what's your parental leave? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but like I said you know it really depends on the employer and like HSBC obviously a woman who's eight months pregnant there's no hiding it and they hired her yeah it's so good I'm really pleased that lots of these articles are now being pushed around LinkedIn and in the news because of this and because everybody's trying to move things forward even though it's so slow but I feel like companies like yours are actually trying to get there trying to help us get there, which is really important. The other thing I just wanted to sort of touch on as well is like the gender pay gap. At the moment, that's 14%. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you look at within your company as well? Like, do you look at companies making sure that they are paying their employees equally? As much as we can. So on the site, you can see if the company is a pay equity ambassador. Now, to be a pay equity ambassador, what they have to do is report on their pay gap statistics to the federal government two years in a row and then demonstrate that they've made a change around that. Um, The reality is that a lot of companies still need 
to collect the data for around what their pay gap actually is, which makes things challenging. Um, but you can make your own judgment. If you go on there and they're not a pay equity ambassador, well, what does that say? And if they are, then maybe that's a, an employer that you you want to be involved with a bit more. Um, in the UK, though, on our platform, it actually has the pay gaps of every company on there. Oh, wow. And, Yeah, that is because the government has made it mandatory for every employer with over 250 staff to report on their pay gap statistics every year. That's amazing. Isn't it? So a lot of these things need to be driven at a government level as well. When did that happen? So last year it was optional. Uh, It came in last year and now they've made it mandatory. Wow, that's really good. Is that something then that Australia could follow suit or is it... They could follow suit. I think they should follow suit. <laughs> Will they follow suit is the question. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't heard anything quite like that, um, but I, I think it's a great initiative because it really is shining a light then on the, the problems because the, mm. the gaps just speak for themselves. Some of them are huge. Yeah. Well, actually, I was having another conversation. As I said, I've been just chatting away with, with everybody <laughs> pretty much. And, and she was saying that she was interviewing people for her maternity leave. And there were lots of guys coming through. And they were asking for like 10, 20, 30K more than she gets. Mm-hmm. And her boss was like considering it, was actually considering giving them 20, 30K more than, than he pays her because they were asking for it. And, because they were, and she had to put her foot down and say, um... Actually, no, they're doing the exact same job as me and you've been paying me this. Like, why are you now considering paying an extra 30K for doing exactly the same job? And I feel like it's just because I think a lot of men ask for it and they're not afraid to go for it. And I feel like women, we don't as much. Yeah. Well, it's, that's interesting. So that, they actually did a research study, maybe it was last year or the year before, that showed that women do ask for it. They're just not given it. Ah, uh, really? <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Why? You know? Well, it comes down to this unconscious bias. Yes. And people thinking that they can, um, I guess, get a woman for cheaper subconsciously. Um, but, you know, it's it's amazing to me when I go and talk to organisations and I say, you know, during the interview process, do you ask people what salary they're on before? And they say, yes. And I'm like, why? I go, oh, so we know what salary to give them now. Well, why does that matter? Like, same job, same role. You know, when people come and apply for a job in your company, you need to make sure that this is the job, this is the salary. Mm-hmm. Um and it's amazing to me that, you know, I was even at a consulting organisation and they said that they ask a person's salary so that they know the seniority of that person and where to place them in, in the company. I'm like, salary doesn't dictate seniority. Mm. You know, that should be measured by their skill set and they should be placed at the right level according to that. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of work that needs to be done with organisations making sure they have set criteria for roles and are measuring people in the right way. Yeah, so that's an interesting way to look at it. So you're saying that it almost should be set before they interview that this is a salary for this particular role or at this level and then this is a salary for the next level up in our company and so that way you're not sort of so influence I guess yeah that's interesting because a lot of governments do that don't they 
you're yeah. in some plans where you can't really earn any more than this because that's all they allocate to the role. Mm-hmm. That that's right. Um, there's a there's a company called Buffer. You might have heard of them. They do the social media scheduling. The big big company. But if you actually have a look on their site uh, in the US, all of their pay is transparent. Every employee knows what the other employees are on. And, I mean, if you're paying people in the right way, well, you say, oh, why do you say that? Because companies don't pay their people in the right way. You know, um, at Work 180, each um, group, department, is on the same salary, Hmm. you know, Um, and that's the way that it should be, the same work for the same money. Yeah. Not because I'm more confident in negotiating than you or because I look more like you, therefore you favour me more. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's such an interesting way to look at it because I think that just does not happen, does it? Like you could, no. you could literally be doing a job for 40 grand under what they would pay someone else. And I think having a structure around that is a really nice way to look at it and being transparent about it because then you haven't got any bitter colleagues who haven't had a pay rise in X amount of years and... I think that's a really good way. So do you go into companies, aside from obviously having work on AC, are you actually going into companies and educating them around these policies? Yeah, definitely. That's, um, that's a big part of, of what we do. It's, um, I, but it is, you know, sort of fairly high level. If they need sort of in-depth consulting, then that's probably a, a, another, another piece there. But, um, but we educate them and we also connect them with HR and diversity managers of companies that are doing really good things so they can actually learn from each other as well. Mm, that's good. I like the sound of your HR roundtable as well. I think one of my She Mentors members is in an HR roundtable. I think it's just really important to share what other countries are doing, what other people are doing, different uh, industries, because like you said, everyone has a slightly different way of doing it and they could all share from that benefit, that shared knowledge really. What do you think, with all the companies that you work with, are there any that really stand out for doing some incredible things um, in terms of what we've just discussed and sort of set an example for other companies in Australia? What are your sort of, what are your highlights, your best, your best companies on there? Yeah, so um, Lang O'Rourke, actually a construction company, they provide 26 weeks paid parental leave. Yes. That's amazing. I can't see my face. I did like my mouth dropped open. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they're, you know, being in construction as well, very non-traditional if they're leading the way doing that. I think that speaks volumes. Um, And BHP, another very non-traditional company, they only have three months minimum tenure to take the their parental leave, Mm -hmm. which is very generous as well. Um, Work 180. <laughs> yes. Shout out, <laughs> shout out us. Yeah. Uh, we have good parental leave. We have flexible working. So all of our team actually work remotely all across Australia and the UK. And, uh, yeah, all work, all work remote. We've got people that work two days a week, four days a week. Um, and our, one of our top performers in our client engagement team, our top performer, she only works four days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and then we've got Zendesk as well. They're another one to highlight because they've got 16 weeks paid parental leave for primary and secondary carer. Wow! So it's equal for both. Doesn't and quite often they'll have more men 
um, on leave than they'll have women. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah. That's really, really good. And is is anyone doing anything, aside from paid parental leave and flexibility, is anyone doing anything sort of interesting to attract new talent around like maybe culture and diversity? Yeah, I mean, there's a number of things that I think companies companies need to do and one of them is really highlight it to, to attract if they're non-traditional and they want to attract more women it's important really to elevate the women in their company and I guess demonstrate them as role models so mm-hmm. telling their stories out to the wider world why do they actually like working at the company because there's a lot of marketing out there and a lot of this company is um committed to diversity and inclusion. Okay, great. What does that actually mean? So once you get the story of the, you know, of women or other um, diverse groups, um, I hate saying diverse groups, you know, but maybe minority groups within that organisation because women aren't that diverse really, are we, if we're 50% <laughs> of the population. So um, <laughs> and telling their stories about um about working there, um, also providing networking and mentor opportunities internally and externally. Um, I've seen some interesting things with um, what's it called when our secondments um, companies actually seconding women to each other. Yeah, so there was a tech company in a bank. Actually, I happened across a couple of tech companies and a couple of banks where they seconded women across their organisations because they wanted those women to get really good professional development in a in another organisation. So they did like a swap, and it was a these women absolutely loved the opportunity to ex, be exposed to a different environment, learn something different, come back to their organisation, and have all this extra knowledge that then helps them in their career. I love that. That's amazing. How long were yeah. they there for? I think it was like six or 12 months. I'll so say quite a long time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was quite a successful program, actually. Program. Really, yeah, that's really interesting. In terms of um, sort of progressing women in leadership, um, are there any other similar stories like that that your companies are doing? Because obviously that's a big one for all of us women. Yeah. A lot of the time what um, – organizations or what we found in the past is that the reason why one of the reasons why women aren't getting promoted is because um people are getting promoted not based on their skill sets or their merit but because who they know and so you find like a lot of men will network with each other or be very they might be more vocal in an organization about their skills or achievements or their aspirations so some companies are actually having specific mentor uh, like networking sessions with women and senior executives so those senior executives get exposure to the women and they can go you know get to know them say that these are you know could be really good candidates when an opportunity comes up and then they're more likely to be a sponsor for that woman put her into Mm. that role I love that that's um that's really useful I think we find that with the she mentors community as well that like it is about who you know and if you don't happen to be good at networking or you don't t- attend those work functions or events and force yourself into positions where you're meeting people, it's very easy to just have your head down working without actually making those connections. Mm-hmm. So I guess a lot of companies are putting a lot more focus on that now, aren't they? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, just because the loud, the, there's a person in the room that's the loudest doesn't mean that they're the best person for the job. <laughs> Mm, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so what is happening? Um, what, what plans have you got moving forward? Like what's happening right now with Work 180? So you, you're in the UK, you're in Australia and... One launching of, into the US. Launching into the US. Yeah. So we've got like a couple of companies like Facebook, for instance, that are, that are joining us for the launch, which is really exciting. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, I was actually supposed to be living over there now, but um, I found out I was pregnant and then was like, okay, well... <laughs> I want to have the baby near my family. So stayed here. And yeah. also health insurance over there is a nightmare. Oh, yeah, because you have to pay to go to hospital and stuff, don't you, there? Yeah. So yeah. It's me like 10 grand to have a baby oh, there. But, um, but there's a lot of, but aside from that, I mean, there's a lot of exciting change that we can drive. And because it's amazing, even, you know, I thought Australia had issues and then you look at other regions and you know even in the UK it is so incredibly rare to hear the term parental leave people are very stuck on maternity it's mothers who are the primary carers they take the leave and paternity and men just get this tiny little slither Mm. so really educating uh educating everyone to to for us to be equal, men need to be able to take up parental leave. They need to work flexibly. Um, the US, again, has something very, very similar, but their just state government laws are horrendous in terms of the support for the employees. So really if we can start really publicising what good organisations are doing and start, um, you know, showcasing that they're the ones getting the better talent that will serve as inspiration to other employers instead of just going by what the government says that they need to have as a minimum Mm. is it a tougher market over there for you um so the uk we've only been there for a year so it's like being a startup again all over again you know we've been here for four years and we've you know we've got really good traction a lot of people know who we are but you know in saying that in a year we've got some really good companies on board like microsoft and um, jb morgan and hsbc king which are the makers of that candy crush oh yeah yeah and they've got really cool offices actually as i'm sure you can imagine and so no, it's going. It's all going in the right direction. But I think the amount of traffic that we get from women is compared to the amount of traction we were getting from women in Australia around the same time is huge. In the UK, they are just crying out for mm. for the information that we have. Um, yeah. So well, I it, guess it's nowhere else you can really find that information. So if there's only one platform offering all of those policies up front without you having to go in interview for the role. I mean, that's, that's brilliant. It's really, it's so useful. I think it will actually help women make decisions on where they want to get a job. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, it helps us then, you know, show those business cases to other employers and say, Hey, look, if you want better, it's not just about women, but if you want really good talent, really good employees, then, this is what you need to do. You need to support them. And that's why um, where the name Work 180 came from because, you know, traditionally the power's always been with the employer saying to the job seeker, you show us your CV, show us your credentials. And we're flipping that over, doing the 180 and saying, well, no, employers, show us your credentials. Why should I work for you? Mm. (laughs) I love that. And actually that's so true because, like, you go into an interview and you're always on the back foot thinking, oh, I've got to, like, impress them. But actually they should be impressing us because like you said there is a lot of competition out there now there's so many people talking about these issues and offering really flexible working and diverse ways to just be really good at your job and I think now is the time to start quizzing 
employers back. Yes, absolutely. It should always be a two-way street. Yeah. And just um, before we wrap up, how are you planning to sort of juggle working (laughs) like crazy and having a baby? Because I don't know how I'm supposed to be doing it yet. I'm still kind of navigating that. Um, (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) It is. I think I, you know, I'm going, it's my first. So there's a bit of naivety, I think you know, going into this. And, um, but look, I've got my, I've got, I'm planning on taking, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I've got six weeks out. Um, If I need more, luckily I'm in the position to be able to say, actually, I I do need a little bit more time. Um, I work flexibly, so I can work from home. I can do my meetings, how we're doing this via Zoom, you know, web conference. Um, But also my partner um, posts the initial stages of, after I've had, my baby, um, will our baby, I should say, um, will be <laughs> will be the primary carer as well. So um, you know, it's it's good to be able to have somebody you know that that's really supportive. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It'd be really interesting. I'll probably have to chat with you. When are you due? On the thirtieth of May. Thirtieth of May. That God, that's coming around so quickly. I can't see yeah. the bumps. So I don't know how it's far along you like are. It's like a basketball, is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm due in um, August, so I've still got quite a bit of time. Although I say that, and I'm like, God, it's going to come around so quickly. And I'm kind of in overdrive, so I'm like planning, 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 planning. Um, and I'm kind of the same as you. I'm a bit naive about it. I'm like, oh, I'm sure it'll just be fine. And I'll be able to work while the baby's breastfeeding. I'll like <laughs> try and balance yeah. the computer somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to go. But I would love to chat with you after and be like, how are you getting on? Because yes. the whole new world, isn't it? And I think I've got a lot of respect for, you know, all the mums out there who do juggle being a mum and working full time. And it, it's, it's crazy, but I think that's probably why it's good to talk about these things now and I hope that people in my community will come away from listening to this and feel like inspired about even just sparking conversations with their managers or their bosses or even just making changes within their small companies because I think that's something that we can all do if we know that those kind of policies exist I think it's a really good thing to be aware of and talking about them so that we can all kind of do our do our bit so um yeah, thank you for creating that platform for one. And um, for people wanting to find out what's the website address and all of that, so um, all of my community can go and have a look. Yeah, sure. It's work180.co. .co. Okay, yeah. perfect. And there's lots of jobs on there at the moment, is there? Thousands of jobs on there. Um, but more importantly, well, maybe not more importantly, but you are is the employer page. And that's where you click on the employer and view what policies they have. That your own employer may even be on there, so it's good to see what they have. Yeah, that's really good because there's loads of there's literally so many women in my community looking for work at the moment, and they're like, "Where do I look aside from all the other jobs? Like, <laughs> seek and LinkedIn. Where else can I look?" And I was saying, I was like, "I'm actually speaking to Gemma." I was like, "So I'd love to listen to it." <laughs> Yeah, it's just like you get sick of looking at the same old things coming through Seek and LinkedIn. So oh, this yeah. is a, a perfect match, I think, for the She Mentors crew. So I'm really happy that they'll be able to check that out. Um, and yeah, just keep keep me posted with how you get on with the baby and your amazing work with expanding globally with Work 180. I think that's um, really exciting. So congrats Thank on all you. that. And definitely stay in touch with me as well. Would love to. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thanks, Gemma. 
big thank you to Gemma for sharing all those amazing insights with us. Definitely go and check out their website to look for jobs and do a little recce on any future employers. And if you want to connect with more people who feel just as passionately about these types of issues as we do, then you've got to check out the She Mentors Members Club at shemantors.com.au. Every single member donates one hour of their month to another member, which supports exactly what we're trying to do about getting more women into leadership um, and returning those new mums to work as well. So if you're enjoying these episodes, uh, please leave us a review and you can subscribe as well so you can get an alert when we release a new episode. Um, And we will see you next time.